Welcome to Wear Who You Are, a podcast that takes the fear out of fashion and holds space for everyone to explore how to connect your authenticity with your personal style. I'm your host, Natalie Tincher, founder of BU Style, expert style strategist, and your enthusiastic friend and safe space of support. I believe that every person has a style and every style deserves a seat. With over a decade of experience working with hundreds of personal clients, I've learned a thing or two about how to help others have a healthy and holistic approach to navigating how to build a wardrobe that reflects who you are. So pull up your seat and let's get started. Hello and welcome back to another Wear Who You Are Wednesday. So this is the 10th episode, which may seem like nothing to most, but I really like celebrating every little victory and milestone that I can. For me, it really helps me manage the roadblocks and hurdles with more optimism when I think I about all the celebrations and the things to celebrate. So we're going to celebrate that a little bit today. Yay, 10 episodes. And I'm going to take the time to just tell you, I haven't really shared much about the birth of this podcast. So for that, I'm going to give you just a really quick story now of how this moment really came about. Um, so I'll take you back to the end of 2022. And I really started to listen and pay attention to what my clients and friends and honestly, like random strangers that I'd come in contact with, people in networking groups, Instagram, I really listened to what they were lamenting about and commenting when it comes to quote unquote fashion and getting dressed every day. So one of these common themes that kept coming back over and over was that in today's world, there's a lot of noise without a lot of substance or direction on how to apply it. So people were getting really overwhelmed or feeling like it was impossible to keep up with everything, people in fashion and out of fashion. So I've also with that was realizing that I have so many great brand and store connections, other businesses, other small means of support that could help those that want to learn and have intentionality when it comes to putting their personal and their personal style. So I have these two worlds that, you know, I've been able to connect through personal clients, but that's, you know, there's only so many people that I can help. So for me, you know, this thoughtful community of brands, they don't necessarily have like, you know, I'll say in the episode here, the LVMH big dogs, but they have the heart, the talent, the passion, and the purpose that a majority of the people in the community of style seekers I had were looking for. So toward the end of 2022, I started to connect the dots and I decided that it was time to start innovating my approach in this space. And I really wanted to create a movement to connect the intentionality, curiosity, and kindness that I found in both of these camps of community, the style seekers and what I call the co-pilots that could holistically help them. So here we are. That's the story of the birth of where, who you are. Um, it's a starting point of this pivot that I have and that I'm really happy to be following my head and my heart to help you. I hope that you've been finding it really useful. And I thank everyone for all the really positive feedback and the ratings and the reviews and um, all of those good things that tell me that what I'm creating and the table that I'm keep expanding is the right move. And I want to just keep pulling up more seats right and left so we can connect and explore thoughtfully together. There's no such thing as having no style. By getting dressed every day, you inherently are making style choices and therefore you do have a style. The first step in truly understanding your personal style is discovering how it connects to who you are. How do you communicate your personality and preferences through your clothing choices? 
The BU Style 6 assessment creates the foundation for you to start answering that question. By taking this assessment, you will be able to see your spread of the six style personalities and how they connect to wardrobe characteristics. Read more about the BU Style 6 methodology and take the assessment by visiting www.bu.style and clicking on the Personal Clients tab. That's www.bu.style. You can also click the link in the show notes. All right. So speaking of pivot, I couldn't think of a more appropriate guest to talk about following her heart to pursue a passion. Today, we are so, so, so lucky to talk to Nikki Hicks. Nikki is a self-described recovering lawyer and the founder and CEO of a boutique that I happen to love called Pivot. Hi, Nikki. Hi, Natalie. I love being here. Thank you for having me. I'm just so thrilled to have you here. Um, I'm so happy we were connected through um, a collective that we're part of. And Nikki is her her uh, flagship store is in Columbus, Ohio, and online. And it's so funny because we'll get to it. But I'm actually like wearing a Hannah, you cuff today. Um, We end up, and she is as well. And we end up, it's like the brands you have, I'm like, oh, I love them. And it's just been so funny to have this, this like small world already happening. And we just met a few months ago. That's right. So much synergy. I love it. (laughs) It's so great. Um, All right. So I just want to talk about first, like pivot. Where did the name come from? This recovered, recovering lawyer, tell us how you're here. Yeah. So pivot comes from me making the big career pivot. You know, I feel like growing up were, or at least when I was growing up, we were often told or thought to believe that careers had to be linear, right? And so I, as a little girl, I said, you know, I want to go into fashion or I want to go into law. And I didn't know that many fashion careers. So I went the legal route and I loved it. I love being an an attorney. Um, I still love it. It's really set me up, I think, to help me launch this business successfully. But really, it just came from me betting on myself and focusing on being brave instead of perfect and going out on faith and pivoting my career from one um, industry or not even, I don't want to say industry because I wasn't in different industries when I was in law, but from one completely different area to another. I love to be brave and not be perfect. I love that idea too of, you know, it's, it's not linear and we can come at different things from different routes. So why did you want to be in fashion? When did that start? <laughs> it started as a little when I was a little girl. So there's um, my branding strategist was amazing in helping me uh, tell the story in my store. But when you walk into the store, you'll see a picture of me as a little girl um, playing dress up, and I would wear I would dress up and wear it to school. But it really comes into I believe in the transformative power of wearing what you love. There's something about putting on a pair of shoes or putting on an earring or a dress. And it just has this way of making you feel empowered and transforming your emotions even at a time. I mean, it's just, I, it's, it's, I, that's, that's just essentially why I wanted to go into fashion. And I love mixing and matching various pieces. I love the art of juxtaposition. I think that's like one of my core elements of my styles, just juxtaposing different styles, but really because I love the transformative power one and then two, um, even as a lawyer, when people would say like, what do you do? 
it's really comes down to a couple of things, this, which is what I apply in Pivot, which is just connecting with people to help them accomplish their goals. And that's, it's just being a human. It's just being an empath. It's just listening, listening to them and connecting with them on a deeper level to help them figure out um, how to express themselves with what they wear. I love that too. And I know that's probably one of the reasons we connected so quickly was that it's all about connecting other people, connecting with them, understanding them and taking it deeper than what I would say the surface level of what maybe some of some people would think of in law and in fashion is that I would say they could be both seen as maybe not as exclusive or a little bit intimidating. And so for you, and it's, it's an interesting for me to think of that theme of your, you're in two career you know, trajectories that maybe could not feel as warm and inviting. Yeah, that's absolutely right. I mean, I remember my first market and it was a little bit jarring in a way um, where I was the new kid on the block again. You know, here I am, I have a successful career, a black female executive in a Fortune 100 company making this big pivot. And now I'm like a fish out of water. So it was drawing to just be like, oh my gosh, I am not connected to any of those past successes. Here I am starting all over again and connecting with new people and connecting with brands and trying to tell them my story and why they should be in our store, <laughs> why I want them in our store. Right. So it was it was, it was different, but I think that me, my career and like what I've experienced before really helped set me on that path to help tell the story and just to help explain the strategy to the brands and also just connecting the dots within our community and with clients. What would you say? What would you say that was one of the biggest challenges that you had or vulnerabilities you had starting the boutique? Like what were some of the biggest roadblocks and how did you get through those? Yeah. I'd say one, just learning the operations, like the strategic and operations aspect of retail. Um, so it's not just like fashion, right? So style and fashion, that's one thing. Okay, I get that. I understand that. But then there's a whole different side to it where it is understanding open to buy, understanding the market, understanding your target market, right? Because it may not be the same within the actual market in which you sit. So that was probably the hardest thing. But I love research. I love diving in, talking to people. I have an amazing director of operations who actually has a merchandising background. So really tapping into her and her experience and tapping into other small businesses, other retailers has been like incredibly helpful. And then also knowing when to trust my gut, right? I've made mistakes along the way, like we all have. And I thought to myself, I've been, there's been so many times I can count on both hands and probably both feet, like the number of times where I've said, oh, I should do this. But then I decided to do something else because at someone's suggestion or based on what I read, and then I'm in it and I'm like, ah, I should have gone with my gut, right? It's totally that intuition meets experience and to know when your intuition is the strongest voice that like you ultimately know. I think so. And, and I think that... I one of the things that I struggled with too in the beginning was the resurfacing of a lot of the imposter syndrome because I was new to this industry. So yes, I had this experience, but then thinking, okay, I am, I am not, I don't have the experience in the industry. So really how to work through that 
and work through those insecurities and that imposter syndrome and saying, now I got this. So. Like I've done hard things as Glennon would say, we can do hard things. I've got this. (laughs) This is my passion. I'm doing this. There's a reason I'm here. Now tell me, I want to take it back then. Tell me that moment when you decided I'm going to leave law and open a boutique and why a boutique in particular? Yeah. So one, so my husband and I have lived in eight different cities. Um, and one of the first things that I always did, um, in one of the cities was find the local retailers because I love that connection. I love connecting with people. I love the relationships and I just love the unique pieces and brand stories. Um, so I always said, even throughout law school, I always still had this idea about opening a boutique because I love that connection. I love finding those unique pieces. So I thought, you know, I still want to do this maybe sometime in the future, And then when my husband and I moved to Columbus about 10 years ago, I noticed this gap in the market where there wasn't like an accessory store or like a dedicated shoe store. And I thought, man, that would be really cool for someone to do. And um, each year that passed, I can't believe no one's done that. Like, Wow. So fast forward to the pandemic. I just think like many, I was just very introspective. Uh, My husband's in the medical field. And so day in and day out, we were just faced with a lot of grief, a lot of challenges And I was also just kind of struggling with managing two little ones um, and a full-time career, supporting my husband. um, And, you know, just there were a lot of sleepless nights. And so one night I can remember waking up from this really bad dream. I had this dream that I actually died. And one of the first things that I thought of when I woke up was I haven't done the things that I want to do. Um, and so I was driving through the neighborhood where Pivot now sits. And I always said, if I did this, I'd want it to be in this neighborhood within this half block radius. I saw two for lease signs and I had this moment where I was listening to this song from Jasmine Sullivan called Masterpiece. And I was like, now is the time I have to do it now. And so that was when I got that courage. And I thought to myself, if I don't do it now, I don't know if I'll ever do it again. I don't know if I'll get that courage to do it. So I went home and I told my husband, and the rest is history. Oh my God. I have like chill bumps all over from that. <laughs> that is such an amazing story. And speaking Thank of you. following your intuition and literally like a dream, that's like, yeah. Hey girl, <laughs> like, yes. It's, yes. Well, now's the time, like wake up. That's, Oh my God. It's going to take me a minute to recover from that story. <laughs> I didn't know that. Thank you for sharing that. That's so beautiful. So how then, you know, you had this block in mind. How have you connected with the people in the block and in the community to bring them into Pivot? And how's that going? Yeah. I mean, I love our community. It's just, it's such a great small business community. One, Columbus is great. It's very tight knit, tight knit. This past weekend, for example, a number of us got together and rented out this space not too far away where we held this like special collaborative session where we had like almost like a sale. So we had all of our clientele come to visit us in this one central location. And that happened by a few of us meeting together and saying, let's do this. And then inviting others from our area to just to to join us. And it was great. Um, So it's really collaborative. Um, I, when I was 
when we moved to Columbus, this was an area that I just started shopping in. Um, I actually lived across the street from one of the first, from the mother of one of the first boutiques that I shopped at, and we became fast friends. I told her about this dream that I had ten years ago about opening a store, and she was always a big champion of mine, saying you should do it. So that's just an example of the community that we have. And when I, after I told my husband that I wanted to do this, she was one of the first people that I went to and said, "Okay, I want to do this now." So um, the community here is just phenomenal. Columbus is a great city for retail. It's a great city for startups. There's a lot of growth happening here. We're in an incredible neighborhood. So the welcome, the welcome has been great um, by both locals and visitors. And I love that idea of collaborating with your community. And I always say community over competition. There's enough people in this world to shop everywhere. And the more that you collaborate and elevate small voices, and I think that's, you know, one of my big platforms and why even you're here. It's like, there's so many wonderful people creating such wonderful communities and not everybody has the ability to connect them if we don't take it upon ourselves. Cause we're not LVMH, you know, yeah. I always say, I'm like, <laughs> we're, we're, we're not that. And so the only way we're going to get our voices of kindness amplified and community is to band together and find each other. Yeah. This is what we buy because I say that same thing, community over competition all the time. And especially now as a small business owner, I find myself saying it even more because I'll, someone will walk in here looking for something and I'll say, I don't, we don't have it, but try this place. And then this place, Some, and then I'll send a text message to the owner saying, Hey, I'm sending you this person. They're coming down looking for this. Right. So it's all about community. Um, there's so much love and there's so many different brands and people to go around. So why not? Why not? And then people know that you're taking their experience at heart and their ex and their needs at heart from the customer perspective and from other stores and other owners is like, you know what? They know that it's about the connection and the experience and not about the dollar signs. Like that comes. I always say I'm like that comes when your heart's in the right place, at least for me personally. Yeah. Yeah. Agree, completely agree. Where, and I think clients and customers can see that. They can sense that when you're just trying to sell them something to make a sale. If I don't have something for you, I'm not going to just try to force this on you, right? I want it to work for you. I want you to feel good in it. Because again, there's that transformative power that I want people to really be able to feel. And it's always that Maya Angelou quote, like they may not remember what you said, but they'll never forget how you made them feel. And so even if they didn't buy something from you that day, they're going to remember, I had a really lovely experience. Let me try that again in a couple of months when I need such and such, you know, whatever that is. Exactly. That's exactly right. I love that. So I want to go into then a little bit of your expertise. I know that you love accessorizing. <laughs> yes, I do. Tell me about your tips for accessorizing and how you see it as that exclamation mark on the outfit. Yeah. So one, I think that accessories are great tools that I think are often overlooked, right? We have the set of tools in our toolbox when it comes to style. And it's so important that we don't forget about those pieces. Don't forget about shoes. There's so many times where you see a great outfit and then it just falls flat because they're just forgotten about, right? But it can make or break an outfit. And they can be a great focal point of your outfit as well. So, um, yeah, I just think that like, it's so important to punctuate your outfit with accessories. Like 
right now, this morning, my outfit would probably look really boring. I just have on a white button down and a cashmere sweater on top. But to accessorize it, I added this scarf, wrapped it around, added the earrings, and then added some fun shoes to go with it. And I did this video in store where I was showing just how to change up your outfit with the shoes that you're wearing, because it can totally change up your look from day to night and take you wherever you need to go. I will say we'll give all the handles, but definitely follow Pivot on Instagram because that's one of my favorite things that you do is to show one piece and it's on a real person. It's you. It's changing it up. Like today, your story or you did a great sweatshirt, a Raquel Allegra sweatshirt that I love that I'm eyeing. That pastel color block one. Yes. She's a good <laughs> um, one. And wore that multiple ways. So I get a lot of inspiration or it's really great for me to just pin it for my followers because you make it so accessible and you make it really approachable. Like a lot of times you'll see it and you're like, oh, okay, cute. Like, but I don't really have these like seven other things. You truly do mix a capsule or a wardrobe and switch it up. Yeah. I, and, and that's what I love. So like whenever people walk in here and they're looking for something, one of the things that I'll ask is like, well, what do you already have? Right. And then how can we mix this piece into it? Okay. And then let's imagine how all the different ways that you can wear it. Here's how I would wear it. I don't know what your style is. Tell me more about your style. Tell me about what makes you feel comfortable. Show me a picture of you when you felt the best. Right. So then we can really, I can get a sense for, okay, this is how you can rock it. And let's think about this piece that you may not have thought about before. Because it's just, there's so many different ways that you can just punctuate it with just accessories. Well, and you're doing it based on them. Again, that's what I appreciate. And one thing that it keeps coming as I talk to and have experienced more boutique situations is that you are there to understand your customer and what they actually need versus what's really hot right now or how you would wear it. It's, it's that extra care that you take to ask those questions, which I really appreciate that. How do you wear it? Let me see a picture of you. Like that's not what you get at, you know, a lot of big box retailers, um, no hate on them. They have inventory, but if, you know, people who want to elevate and learn and really get maximum mileage coming to you, then they can really understand how it translates to them and what they have. That's right. And then just connecting and be able to connect with other people and building that community. Um, there have been people who have become friends because they've met in the store or they've been here at the same time. We've been having this great conversation. And then that's, I mean, it's, it's all about community too, right? And you're, you may not have that when you're in a bigger retailer um, because it, the store is so big and you're not having an intimate conversation. Um, about life or about summer camps or about health, about anything with those conversations just organically start to happen when you're in a comfortable environment. It's making that place of fear sometimes that can come from those big box or the overwhelm and saying, nope, we're all just humans. We all put on clothes every day. We all have experiences with our clothing. We all have, you know, we all have to eat food. We all have to do, we all have to do these things. And this is another piece of it. That exactly. is an extension of us. That's exactly right. We all have to get dressed every day. <laughs> I always say like by getting dressed, you have a style, whether you like it or not. So might as well, to your point, make it the best, make it transformative. So then speaking of connection and community, I know you choose your brands really carefully. How, how do you choose the brands that you're going to carry? Because there are so many. 
Yes, there are so many. And one, when going back to just my corporate and legal background, really thinking about the strategy, right? Um, and wanting clients in the market to connect with not only me, uh, but the brands that we have in store. And that's because 80% of consumers are really looking to shop with their values. So I want to help make it a little bit easier for them to do that. So the brands that we feature in store, we do a lot of research ahead of time. We're able to speak on, um, ask, we'll ask them if we're sourcing them uh, for the first time, asking them about their materials, where they source them from, ask them about their shipping, how um, they ship them to their producers, if they're in the same city, same state, same country, because then that has some carbon emissions impacts, right? So how they're made, who makes them, there are all these questions that come into play when we're sourcing them. And that's really because it's one thing to get to do what you want to do once and twice, um, but it's another thing to ensure that it lives up to your values. And we want consumers to be able to shop with their values as well. So the brands that we have in store are um, the overwhelming majority, if not all of them, are minority-owned, um, female-owned, and or sustainable. So something hits our brands hit something. Each of our brands hit some one of those. I love it. I mean, honestly, it's great for me. I've go, I go to your boutique all the time or I follow your Instagram and it's like, okay, good. I already know that Nikki and Pivot have vetted this brand for me. And some of them I've known and there's been some that I don't know. And so it's like, oh, great. Let's just, I can use you as a filter to build this community of either ethical, minority owned, you know, um, all of small business, fair trade, all of those, those boxes that matter to my values and my clients' values, you're already a filter. So I love that already filtering it down to say, these are our core values. You have to check at least one of these major boxes before we'll even consider you in our store. I love that. Um, how do you, so I want to now move it to, you have two children, mm-hmm. Yeah. right? Um, how they're nine, nine and six. That's right. We have a nine-year-old little girl and a six-year-old little boy. How do you encourage style discovery with your, with your children? <laughs> oh gosh. It's so funny. Um, my kids, I let them just kind of every night before school, they pick up their own clothes or every night before we're going someplace, I just try to get them to think what they're, through what they're going to wear. Uh, when all, it also helps with the morning rush, but you know, my daughter, she's, she's nine. She's not as into style yet. There's some things that she likes, but there, she loves patterns. And she loves mixing them. I mean, I'm talking like stripes and plaids and polka dots all at the same time with a floral jacket. And so what I'll do with her just to encourage, like I don't want her to change because of me or anyone else. So I will, I may not agree with her style choices, but that's not for me to decide. So what I'll do is I will step her in front of a mirror and I'll be like, just take one final look. What do you think about your look? Sometimes she'll say, I'm fine. I'm like, cool. Let's go. Sometimes, and then she'll look and say, like, you know what? I don't think this kind of goes together. Um, I'm going to change the shirt and do this. I'm like, okay. And why did you do that? She's like, it, it feels better. Let's go with it. So that's really what it comes down to is just empowering them to make their own decisions and discover their own style because it's a part of the personality. Like she's very sporty. She's very athletic. And that's what she wants to wear. Sometimes she'll want to dress up, but she still wants to be really comfortable. And our son is the same. He loves comfort. He loves sweats. He loves hoodies. He loves all those things. 
And his style is just all over the place. Um, but he also loves dressing up. So when, if we have like a dinner or something planned for someone's birthday, cutest little thing is he will go and get his little button down from his closet and his little slacks with his shoes. And he will wear that to school and be like, it's, it's my aunt's birthday. Because so, I mean, he's just this little man, but that's, he has these times where he wants to dress up, but then he's also sporty. So that's, you just let him go with it. I love that. <laughs> and I love for him that he's like, it's my aunt's birthday. I'm going to respect the space and like, we're going to celebrate. And I celebrate by dressing up. That's exactly and right. And so he's our, like, they're both already learning going back to that intuition. It's like, they're learning to discover who they are and how they communicate that their clothing when things don't quite feel right, that they can try things out and maybe it's not perfect, That's but right. how do you learn? by trying. That's and right. I love that you give them that choice. And I love that I, example of let's take one final look. If you're happy with it, then <laughs> check. Good. <laughs> like that, that's some bold pattern mixing there, but yeah. you go girl. Yes. <laughs> like, love you for that. <laughs> I'm sure there'll be times when she looks back at her pictures and she's like, mom, what on earth were you thinking? It wasn't my decision. It was all you. <laughs> mm-hmm. She's probably going to go back and tell this story of whatever she ends up doing of, well, my mom let me make that choice and she made me think twice about it. And then, and then we moved forward and I made some maybe wackadoo choices, but that was my choice. That's right. That's right. (laughs) I love that. I love that. Um, So what has been, would you say like sort of wrap it up the most fulfilling part of starting your boutique and, and where do you want to take it in the next, you know, year, two years? Oh my gosh. The most fulfilling thing, honestly, has just been doing it. Um, there are so many times where we think about ideas, but taking that next step is everything. And so talking, there, there are so many times where people just come into my store. I have these two chairs where we just sit down and let's say, can I just come and talk to you? And they'll talk about what they want to do and how I took that next step and what I did. And I'll give them books to read. I'll share our soul stories with them. Um, So that connection with people has been great. Um, The other thing, honestly, has just been my kids, having them see me make this pivot and having them see me do something that I've always wanted to do and involving them has been awesome. Um, so that's been incredibly fulfilling. And then just the support of my husband where he's like, all right, we're doing this. And he's like, just so proud. So having everyone embrace the pivot and just seeing other people think about their own pivots. And how have you involved the family then? They're involved intimately. I mean, it's, it's kind of cool where my daughter, you know, sometimes she'll come here and she will check people out. Um, they were with me the first day that I got my keys to the space. We were here waiting for people. Um, my son will help me carry things. He'll sit here and greet people on his days off. He'll walk out and he'll be like, oh, we have a customer. And he'll run out and he'll say hi. And he'll have his little cars and dinosaurs and people love it. So having that's been great. And then my husband is probably like my biggest marketing um, person, like where he, advisor, where he will just share and tell everyone about the store and he'll like repost and just talk about it. And it's, it's cool. I love it. 
It's funny. My husband, this the other day we were out at, we were just like at a sports bar watching, you know, March Madness and these girls came up and were talking about my outfit. It was like, for, to me, you know, I was just wearing what I wear and I walked away and he said, don't forget to ask her about her podcast and follow her on the social media. <laughs> he's not even on social media. He literally, the last, the only social media he's ever had is MySpace. Like, oh, gosh. <laughs> but like, I'm like, oh my God, how awesome is that to have, you know, your family supporting you and you know, when you think you can't do it, it's like, nope, they believe in me and they see me at my worst and my best and they think I can do it. So how awesome. I love that. Um, all right. We're going to end with some speed style questions for you okay. if you're ready. All right. Um, I'm ready. Just, you know, quick, don't think, just answer. Um, and we're going to get into it. So what is your favorite fashion style? That's hard for someone like me who's like very analytical. Like I'm <laughs> – so I'm going to do it. Okay. It's okay. You can take a breath. You can – you're more of a you know, classic. You can take a breath and then you can answer. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Um, okay. All right. Question number one. What is your favorite fashion season? Fall. Hands down. <laughs> what colors make you the happiest? Red, black, and green. What are some of your favorite minority-owned brands? Ooh, that one's tough because there's so many. Um, you can you can rattle them off. Okay, I'll give you a few. I'd say Brother Bailey's, Reprojects, Net. I'm looking around my store, just trying to get some of the ones that I like. I absolutely love Chlor, CJR. Oh, love him. Um, gosh, um, gosh, there's so many others, but I'll stop there because I could go on and on. And then just go to the website and we'll see more. Yeah. yeah. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Where do you get your fashion inspiration? Oh, menswear. I love good menswear tailoring. Oh my gosh. I just think it's so sleek. Um, I love looking at um, clothing and style from the 50s and the 40s. I think it's just so nicely put together. The shoes were always a beautiful finishing touch on the outfits as well as the accessories, top handle handbags. I mean, I mean, it's just, it's just beautiful. So I'd probably say those two because I love to juxtapose them both um, when it comes to my style. Menswear is my favorite place to look nowadays. I think they're just what they're putting together now. It's like a new space for menswear. It's amazing. Um, All right. Do you pick out your outfits the night before or the day of? The day of. I've never been a night before outfit picker because I don't know how I'm going to wake up feeling. I don't know where I'm going to go that day. And then I feel like that's when I'm just my most creative when it's spur of the moment and just go with it. My husband doesn't understand. I'm the same. For an event. And he's like, you don't know what you're going to wear? I'm like, no, just, I, I need this. This is my creative process. <laughs> I recently spoke to somebody and I, you're probably the same as me that I'm like, I kind of like go in and I look at my closet and like, we have a relationship and sometimes like certain <laughs> things are like speaking to me for this. They're like, girl, you need to wear this for this event. And yes. like, if I planned that the night before, I wouldn't have that conversation. Yes. I mean, the funny, like I meditate in my closet. Um, <laughs> I, I take meetings in my closet. I will have like calls with my girlfriends. Like, where are you? Are you are you in a room full of dresses? I'm like, yeah, I'm in my closet. <laughs> I don't know. It's just where it's I go. Like happy place. It's my yes, yes. Brings me so much peace, and not because I like. I love. I think everybody needs that. Yeah, yeah. No, but you really should have a relationship with your closet. Like you said, it's an extension of you. I feel like we have to have a whole another podcast on that. Just going into like 
of ha- having a closet versus the people who say I have a closet full of clothes, nothing to wear. I hate everything in my closet. It's like, no, right. It's so sad. Yeah. And I feel like our clothes evolve with us as people. Like I was looking at my closet the other day. I'm like, I need to edit my wardrobe because this does not reflect me anymore. I have a lot of older pieces in here. There are things that I love and that I will always keep no matter what. Right. Um, but then there are some things that I've just evolved from and my style has evolved. Right. 100%, 100%. All right. What are some of your favorite women owned brands? Ooh, women owned brands. I love Demilier London. I love Neos. I love, um, I'm looking around some more. Oh, Little Lifner. Gosh, I love Little Lifner. Um, such an amazing brand. Um, 80. Oh, 80 is just brilliant. Mate. Oh my goodness. Her designs are just impeccable. Um, Frida Salvador, my gosh, I love the team at Frida, Lothar Randall, of course. Um, those are probably some of have been some of my go-tos. I'm just thinking about my wardrobe that I've had like for quite a long time. Um, I've always gone to those. We share quite a few of those in common. Um, too bad we don't live closer. We can share. I know. Share I love Tibby uh. too. I, mean, Tibby, I got like Tibby's like one of my places where I really draw a lot of inspiration and it's, you know, our love for Hannah. I'm like, oh, I just love it. Like I'd love to have it in store one day. I'm just like speaking it into existence. <laughs> it's going to happen. If, if you put it out there, it'll come. All right. Last question. What is your ultimate wear who you are outfit? Ooh, white button down or t-shirt, a blazer and some badass shoes. Um, like in a badass bag. And I usually start my outfits when I'm looking for, like, just to feel good that wherever you are, I usually start with, I always start with my shoes. So that's how I pack. I start with my shoes. Same, Uh, same. It's the best place. Well, thank you so much. This has been such, for me, I mean, I've known so much of your story, but I didn't piece it all together. And I feel extra inspired and just love you even more now after, after learning and connecting. Thank you. The feeling is entirely mutual and I'm sure we could probably talk forever and ever. <laughs> but I know we'll have, we'll today. just have you back. I'm like, now I have all these nuggets in my head that I'm like, Oh my God, we have to talk about this. We could go on yeah. and on about this. Um, yes. in the meantime, where can everybody find you online? Yes, they can find us online at shop at pivot.com. That's S-H-O-P-A-T-P-I-V-O-T.com. And then our Instagram handle is the same. It's just shop at pivot. Um, it's all spelled out as well as TikTok. I'm trying to learn that um, a little bit and be a little bit better at it. <laughs> um, so shop at pivot on TikTok as well. Perfect. And just so anybody not in the Columbus area, you can shop online at the store a lot of great selection really from my end, super curated and, but you can complete outfits. That's what I also love is you actually can put together full outfits if you need it um, That's or right. get inspiration yeah. to piece together. Exactly. We're adding more clothing by a lot of, like a lot of clients have asked for that. Um, so we're adding some more clothing, which, which I'm excited about introducing some new brands that we can talk about next time. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. I can't yeah. wait. And what I really love about this is you have encapsulated exactly what I'm here for is to understand what you're wearing, what you love to put on your body. And so as always, I tell my listeners, if it really encapsulates this, that as you're getting dressed every day, you want to remember who you are and then to wear it. So I'll see you next Wednesday. 
Thanks for joining another Where Who You Are Wednesday. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. Be sure to follow along for episode news, updates, and other bonus style insights on Instagram through my business account at BU Style. That's the letters B, U, and Style. Or my personal account at Natalie underscore Tincher. And don't forget to subscribe to Where Who You Are wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thanks again and see you next time.